0: we have on the line with us, Tim Jackson. He is the CEO and president of the Colorado Automobile Dealers Association. And I didn't think that we could do more than what uh, Governor Hickenlooper did uh, before he went out of office regarding his executive order on low emission vehicles and electric vehicles. But Tim Jackson, uh, uh, Governor Polis was busy yesterday with his pen and an executive order. So what is going on?
1: Hello, Kim and Molly, uh, Tim Jackson here, and thanks for having me on. And I've also got Christina Dawkins. We're at a conference, so we're both calling in, and Christina is a new car dealer. She has uh, Co's BMW in Loveland, Colorado, and also many of Loveland.
0: Hi, Christina. Hello. Hello. So this is is crazy to me what's going on. Tim, could you set this up regarding these executive orders, please?
1: Sure, and uh, Colorado now has become the 10th state in the country to adopt the California, and now we haven't adopted yet, but he's done an executive order calling on us to adopt the California Zero Emission Vehicle Standard. You mentioned Governor Hickenlooper's executive order previously. Uh, that was an LEV, Low Emission Vehicle Standard. This is a ZEV, Zero Emission Vehicle Standard. So uh, think of it as a uh, CalLev on steroids.
0: Wow. I was shocked when I saw this. I didn't think that it could get worse. Now, Christina, what do you think about this?
2: Well, uh, when I look at this, uh, we, you know, we've been uh, producing vehicles as the the manufacturers with uh, great emissions and in our new cars. And You know, how much further do we need to go? And, you know, we've got consumers that want to drive what they want to drive. And so when they come in, you know, they're choosing what fits their lifestyle. And now um, we have a government telling us what they, they need to drive, what they have to drive versus what fits their lifestyle. So it's a big
0: concern. Well, that is for sure. And that's really not what government is supposed to be doing. People can, uh, can vote with their dollars. And Tim, the last time we had you on, Colorado is not the same as California. And, you know, we like our, our little SUVs that we can get up to the mountains. I mean, we like to have consumer choice and, I, I'm not totally up to speed with Polis' executive order, but I know with Hickenlooper's executive order, it was saying to dealers like Christina that you have to have a certain part of what you sell as an, um, I guess, was that a low-emission vehicle? And if you didn't, they were going to penalize them. I mean, that is crazy to me, Tim. Yeah, what it will
1: set up, uh, this this executive order would tie Colorado to the hip of California, And so California regulators set the standard, and right now California is on a trek, trajectory, if you will, to be at 10% zero-emission vehicles by 2025. And, by the way, let us be clear, uh, we're not against electric cars. We love them, and we love to sell them, and and if consumers want to buy them, that's what we want to sell. Christina sells a lot of electric vehicles in the BMW i3, for example, and she also has the BMW i8, and she has a lot of uh, like the X5, which is a hybrid electric uh, plug-in hybrid that still has a gasoline engine as well. So what we want to do is sell the vehicles that uh, consumers want to buy. But well, we,
0: duh, Colorado, that sounds like a good idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, it always works the best. It, that's, I, we can tell you that. It works the best. And um, to have the choice of vehicles that Colorado want to buy. Um, but what will happen if um, if Colorado adopts California – then it's the California Air Resources Board, which is a governmental agency appointed by the governor of California, wow. that sets that standard. If they want to take it to twenty-five percent by twenty twenty-six, they could do that. In Colorado, um, there's there's only two standards, so we can either stay at the federal standard, which is what we've always been on, or we can go with California, no matter where they go. So it's it's like we either hitch our wagon. Um, to california or we stay with the federal and um it's going to be a problem if we uh don't stay with the feds
0: well and didn't uh, senator john cook um bring forth some legislation to try to push back on this
1: well he did and uh that bill um will be heard on february the 7th which is a thursday um and coming up in about three weeks i guess and um um and we'll be there for that by the way what that bill would say is that Colorado shouldn't um, basically shouldn't um, adopt the California standards or should stay with the federal standards um, um, on emissions uh, the way we've always historically been for the last 50-plus years.
0: Well, California uh, is really no friend, I think, to the the ability for people to have freedom to drive. And so – Tim you are are putting together something called freedom to drive and and a friend of mine, uh, Helen Raleigh, who immigrated from China uh, and she 's just a real lover of the uh, you know the American idea and freedom and and she said that the difference between a free society and a non free society is for the ability for everyday people to be mobile, to to go where they want to when they want to, and so when you have government coming in and starting to say you have to have this kind of a car or uh, you know pushing people to mass transit if they don't want that by these you know subsidizing these things and they have subsidized electric vehicles and I, I know you know if people want to buy one yes that's great however. We've been subsidizing them big time. Uh, I think it had been seventy-five hundred dollars tax credit on the federal level, five thousand uh, tax credit, income tax credit here in Colorado, and so that is actually money that's being taken out of the treasury of the federal government and the Colorado state treasury. So people that are paying their taxes are subsidizing that, and I just don't think that's fair. Christina, um, what's your comment?
2: You know, if uh, consumers that come in and, and uh, look at an electric vehicle are, um, they are driven about with these uh, tax credits because it brings their payment lower. And um, so we have here's an example: we have uh, an X5 plug-in and a regular uh, combustion engine X5. In between the two of them, because of the tax credits, the payment is less on the plug-in. So. Not that they intentionally wanted to buy an electric vehicle, but then these credits come in and it brings the payment lower. So then all of a sudden, okay, yeah, I can I can uh, plug in this vehicle. You know, I still have this gas motor on the side, so I'm going to be okay. I'm going to buy the the plug-in X5. And
1: uh, Molly and Kim, um, the um, what this the incentives have been there for t- um, eight or ten years, and. And they've helped us get to that 3% of the market share where, um, on electric vehicles. Um, by the way, we don't have anything against electric vehicles per se, but, again, we just want consumer choice. But what this does, what the ZEV order does, is then puts money the other way a disincentive. So think of the, uh, the um, $5,000 tax credit, state level, or 7,500 federal, as a carrot. This is the stick, and it will make the other vehicles higher to buy, higher cost to buy, because uh, the government of Colorado wants Colorado consumers to buy these vehicles. So call this the stick. We had the carrot, now we have the stick.
0: And what is the stick exactly on this, Tim?
1: Well, if a, if a factory doesn't hit the 10% bogey, if you will, by 2025, uh, or any time really between now and then, uh, they will be paying uh, to buy credits from those other manufacturers that are, do, uh, that are achieving it. So it becomes cap and trade, okay? So to buy the credit, they have to spend money, right? And right. To spend money to make money, so they have to make it on the other vehicles that consumers want to buy, um, and that means that the non-electric vehicles' price will go up to offset the uh, credits that they're having to buy.
0: Wow! And and where can they get these credits?
1: Well, you know, there's right now only one company selling the credits, and that's Tesla. And it's really the only thing that's kept Tesla in business all these years because almost a billion dollars, it's 800 and some million dollars in LEV and ZEV credits went to Tesla's bottom line last year. Even though Tesla wasn't profitable last year, um, it it got them um, less unprofitable is the best way to put it.
0: Well, and I have a 2015 uh, article from the L.A. Times that I refer to on a consistent basis that uh, Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla, has received at that time in 2015 $4.9 billion in government subsidies. And as you mentioned, Tesla really could not be profitable without all of this government subsidization. So um, I tell you, thank you, Tim. We're going to have to keep our eye on this. You do have this Freedom to Drive petition. And uh, where can people find that, Tim?
1: You know, uh, the um, it's a Freedom to Drive coalition uh, that we all support. It'll be an independent coalition will be just one part of it and a lot of others are wanting to support it and it's those that want to be able to buy their vehicles where they want to buy and what they want to buy and keep it local and uh, that freedom to drive coalition is just now coming together and probably the next time you and i are together by radio uh, we'll be able to direct you to um, where people can sign up or contribute or or sign the petition.
0: Okay, perfect. Let's stay on this. Christina, it's so great to have you on on the air as well. And uh, I love entrepreneurs, and, and thank you so much. So have a great day. Thanks for calling in. I know you guys are traveling, but uh, surely appreciate uh, the conversation because it's really important. So Tim Jackson, thank you. Christina, was it Dawson? Was that right? Yeah. Dawkins. Dawkins, okay. Christina Dawkins, thank you so much. You all have a great day.